1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Hi there. My name is Jenny Rooney, Chief Experience Officer and host of Adweek's newest podcast, Marketing Vanguard. We're so excited to bring you the next evolution of CMO Moves by bringing you insightful content from our marketing community. Together, we'll dive into discussions with CMOs and other C-suite executives who are tasked daily with making decisions that in incremental or monumental ways move the needle for their brands, their companies, and the customers they serve. In each episode, we'll focus on one key idea or decision, why they made it, what it caused, whether it worked. The ripples it set forth, and how it has defined the person as a business leader. We also address missteps, poor choices, and gambles, as mistakes, of course, often yield the greatest knowledge. In addition, we'll ask each guest to share the names of people they rely on daily, as well as a recommendation for whom we should interview next. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Marketing Vanguard podcast. I'm Jenny Rooney, and I'm excited. Uh, to share this next episode with you. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Julia Golden. She's the chief product and marketing officer at the Lego Group in Cannes last month at the Cannes Lions International Festival of Creativity. Julia and I had a great conversation where we talked about the power of limitless creativity uh, but more importantly, we talked about uh, her as a legendary marketer and somebody who has really defined the role of CMO and notably chief product officer, uh, which is a really interesting combination, and we get into that in this conversation. Uh, but we're thrilled to have honored Julia this year as our first ever brand genius lifetime achievement honoree. So Enjoy the conversation. We get into a lot of really great things around how she thinks about leading her organization and continuing to innovate LEGO for future generations. Enjoy. Yay. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Um, happy afternoon. Um, it's great to be here. And it's obviously always wonderful to be joined by Julia Golden, um, Chief Product and Marketing Officer at the LEGO Group. Julia, Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Um, I've had the great pleasure of knowing Julia for a number of years now and watching her career path, her trajectory, everything that she's accomplished in her career. Um, so much so uh, that I know it's it's truly um, uh, appropriate that Adweek yesterday named you uh, the Brand Genius Lifetime Award winner. So congratulations Woo, on that. Huge, such a huge achievement. Such a huge honor, and we're going to unpack that a little bit, you know, and really talk a little bit about obviously your leadership, how you think about the power of brand, and obviously everything that you've brought to Lego. So I would love for you to share with everybody a little bit about your background, because obviously you have such an incredible history, and I'm always so fascinated with not just where people are right now in their careers, but where they've come from and the work that they've done previously that informs their now. So I would love for you to share a little bit about that.
2: Well, firstly, thank you very much for the honor. It was unexpected, and I'm very humbled by it. Um, you know, my, my background is, is, is quite diverse. I was born in Russia, in the Soviet Union, actually, and then, you know, lived in the States um, when I was in school, and in high school and in university. And then my career took me into marketing because I was always curious about the combination of art and science. And I always saw marketing at the epicenter of that. And I was lucky to work with amazing brands like Coca-Cola and Revlon. And then now the Lego Group, of course, Um, that took me around the world. So I worked a lot in, in the UK, then in Japan, New York, now back to UK, Denmark, but basically, you know, really across the globe. And that was one of the things that you know, it was always super enjoyable for me is being able to connect with different cultures and work with, uh, tr- you know, truly global brands and global organizations.
0: And that's obviously been a through line for everything you've done because all of those brands have had such a global footprint, um, least of which is is Lego, of course. Can you talk a little bit about the power of the Lego brand right now around the world as it stands?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, the the Lego brand continues to... You know, be a, um, a strong beacon for creativity for people around the world and a strong beacon for play. Um, it's not just a number one toy brand. It's a number one entertainment brand uh, for kids and families. Um, but it's also um, the most loved brand, according to some independent surveys. And, and being the world's most loved brand, of course, is a tremendous um, opportunity, you know, tremendous way of, seeing the value and the strength of the brand we actually spend time understanding why are we a strong brand and what is it that people see in us and we know that it's about not just salience meaning like they know of the lego brand but it's actually relevant it's engagement it's 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 the fact that they believe that that the brand is diverse it's inclusive um it stands for something unique and it's relevant and engaging for them and their life. And I think that's that's what the power of the brand is. The brand is, you know, I, th- I always feel that the brands that are really powerful are the ones that really belong to their fans and they're not just shaped by marketers or, you know, CMOs. And that's what I think is the true power of the LEGO brand. It's the, the brand is also a democratic brand. It's shaped by the artists, by the fans, by the communities, um, and by kids. Um, you know, who um, you know who continue to create with it and create things that are, you know, enormously exciting and impressive.
0: So what's interesting is, um, and I don't know how to actually articulate this well, but, um, you know, there's so much talk about purpose-driven brands and, you know, um, standing for something more than just the product that you're creating. You all do that, but you do it in such a almost um, subtle and nuanced and authentic i hate to use the word authentic it's overused but um you're not trying to be everything you know you're trying i think lego i would argue is you know what you exist to be for people um and that's a very nuanced line to walk as a marketer if you follow what i'm saying Um,
2: no you're absolutely right you're spot on i think it's super important to know what you stand for and not to try to stand for everything. And we also have this mantra about not talking, but doing. So we're very clear about what we stand for. So our number one priority is to inspire and develop the Builders of Tomorrow, to give opportunity for play and for play experiences, meaningful play experiences to all kids around the world. And then we know that when kids are building with the Lego bricks, You know, we know that they're building their imagination, their creativity, their creative resilience, collaboration, and these skills are relevant for everyone. It doesn't matter what they become when they grow up. You know, every profession, every adult uh, needs these skills, right? So we know that, that we stand for that. Secondly, we really promote diversity and inclusivity for children in particular, that every child should feel included. Um, and, and we do that with our products, we do that with all of our marketing, we do that with all of our engagement campaigns, we do it with our brand campaigns. You know, we really believe in the importance of digital child safety. So that's another thing that, you know, it's more of a serious topic, but it's another thing that we have been able to lean into as a brand. Um, and we really believe in um, ensuring that um, the creativity of the, in the world thrives. So I think being very clear about these things really helps to, you know, be also, as you said, authentic because we lend our voice and we lend the brick and the power of the Lego brick and the power of uh, expressing through the Lego brick. We we lend it to those things that we, you know, we really believe
0: in Um, and it all comes together. Well, it literally comes together. And I mean, there is... <laughs> and it stays together. <laughs> there's a true metaphor there for um, the reality that what your product is, is it's bricks clicking together. You know, it's it's one building on the other. It's, it's you know, fusing them to create something bigger than what they are individually. You know, if yeah. you want to carry that metaphor through. But that's pretty powerful. Um, and I think the way it manifests for every individual is different. But that accessibility piece and sort of that... Um, inclusivity piece, um, it's a common language almost, right? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, and you know, that—that's we're blessed with the fact that we have this tremendous LEGO system in place, we call it, which gives us an opportunity for limitless, you know, limitless creations. And therefore, you know, it can be tailored to the level of an experience of the builder. You know, whether you're a child wanting to build your own thing, whether you're building or rebuilding, you know, building a set of something that you really, really want to see and, and be super proud that you've been able to build it and play with it, or whether you're an adult and you're creating, you know, something that really tremendous, I mean, that's the power of the Lego brick, that's the power of the Lego system and play, and that power, um, you know, helps us to also, you know, cre- create the, the statements, um, you know, that, that send the message,
0: right, so let's talk a little bit about your role. Um, you are chief product and marketing officer. Um, talk a little bit about the intentionality around the, the word product, and, and what does your day-to-day look like? What is what is the work that you're doing? How does it differ from if you were just, no disrespect to that title, a, a marketing officer? I think that the
2: biggest difference um, that I'm able to you know, uh, bring in is the fact that when we think about innovation, and innovation, is what drives you know everything, that's what drives growth. We're thinking about experiences, we're thinking about immersive experiences, we're thinking about how we're gonna tap into a passion point of a child or an adult or a family. And that is not a linear way of thinking, meaning here's what the product is gonna be, and then 12 months later the marketer is gonna come in, okay, here's the product, go market the product. It's a holistic thinking. And when you think holistically, when everyone is working as one team, um, then you're already starting to think about the creative concepts around it. And that's why our marketing is not linear. You know, sometimes um, a great marketing would be, um, you know, an event. Like, for example, we just launched uh, Technic Le Mans Peugeot um, um, hypercar, and the marketing for it was the fact that we had a team that went to Le Mans and built a life-size version of this car yeah. with tech, <laughs> with Technic bricks in 24 hours during oh the race. God. And that marketing campaign is going to garner a lot of, you know, an amazing, massive impact and it has nothing to do with social, with uh, creating advertising and launching advertising and buying media. So... That's the power of being able to bring uh, marketing, brand, product, and product together at the very onset of development. And similarly, um, you know, when we are developing products, you know, if we're developing, um, you know, you know, just we just launched Lego Dreams. It's a completely new product uh, product line. It's a completely new franchise. It's a homegrown IP. We actually develop the content. Um, and and produced it and just launched it. The product is launching uh, in a few months. That was a completely symbiotic process, right, where the content drove the product, the product ideas drove the content, and all of it came together. So I think that's where the power of my role is, is that I'm able to bring a lot of different disciplines together into the whole creation process. Yeah, so
0: how do you work internally? I mean, what's the, you know... um, Tell us a little bit about your marketing organization and sort of how you're thinking about structure, teams, talent, you know, all the things. Up. Loaded question, but just from a yeah. simplistic stand- standpoint, how do you define that? So the approach, the
2: the, the the theme of how we work together is one team. That has always been something that I'm, I am I felt very strongly about. Yeah. And my leadership team is, is very diverse. It includes product marketers, design. We have our own internal creative agency. We've also... Have partnership and content um, uh, um, unit, Um, we have our own digital platforms, uh, and of course also brand and marketing and media development. So all of that comes together holistically, um, including also gaming and developing uh, all of the sort of like activities in the metaverse. Um, How we work together is, you know, very much driving that collaboration, making sure that we recognize each other's strengths um, and build on them, making sure that they are inclusive. And then the day-to-day, of course, varies because sometimes you're, you know, diving in deeper into one area versus another area or one thing versus another thing. But I would say that almost in every situation, there's going to be a represent- representative of, of more than one area. Right? Because it's a, comp- it's, a, it's a much more collaborative and holistic approach. And then when it comes down to the teams, so usually when a team is working on a new product launch, like I, I mentioned, it will be a team of different disciplines always. And so we always reinforce the allegiance is to the team. It's one team, it's one goal, it's one plan. And you do what's needed for that team. Uh, versus actually like a functional reporting line, so that's kind
0: of the the approach um, that we take. So so fascinating, and, and in my mind again goes to the word intentionality. I mean, there's real intention behind that. Um, talk a little bit about competition and sort of you know arv- arguably you're peerless in the in 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 the world, meaning there aren't direct any really direct competitors to you, and yet there's millions of competitors. Um, you know everything from real world play to digital and you know, Metaverse, um, how are you thinking about the competitive landscape and what who you're vying for, for vying with for people's time, and frankly, dollars as well? Well, you mentioned all, all of it,
2: you know, it's all of it, because there's definitely physical, there's yeah. physical toys, and, yeah. you know, we have competitors in that space, and there's, of course, a lot of digital uh, engagement that's happening as well. Um, you know, I think that the The best way of thinking of it is to say that, first and foremost, we really support the importance of play. And in order for play to be present in children's lives, we need competitors. We can't just be on our own. You know, competitors also need to bring innovation for the whole category, for the whole toy category, especially for children to thrive. So I think that's one thing that's really important. Um, We always look at what can we do that's unique. How can we tap into a passion point and bring something to life for a child to engage in that's going to be truly unique. Then when we come to digital space, there we really feel we have an important role to play. Because of course kids engage in the digital world, we know that they want to play in the digital and physical world seamlessly. And we already, ha- we already have very strong presence in the digital world. We have digital games, we have our own digital channels, we had 64 million kids visiting us last year on our digital channels, just as an example. Yeah. But we feel we can do a lot more there because not all digital play is good. And we want to ensure, we know parents want their children to, um, they they support their children being in the digital world, but they want the digital world to be meaningful for them. And we believe that the same benefits that I talked about, that develop creativity, that develop resilience, problem solving, and other things, can exist in the digital world if these experiences are meaningful and designed in the right way.
0: That's very fascinating, because some people could have looked at that challenge and said, no, no, we're going to dig in our heels and say this is the only the only best way to you know, to have toys and play and creativity, but you've embraced it. Absolutely, because yeah. there is a p- opportunity to
2: learn Huge. a lot from digital experiences also. So we want to bring that to children, and that's what we are working on with Epic Games. Um, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, and we also believe that we have a big role to play to ensure that the Internet 3.0 is designed with children in mind from a safety perspective. So that's, yeah. you know, another really big area of focus for us. So I, I think that the the way to say, maybe the way to say it is to say, you know, competition is good because competition keeps you on your toes. It makes you stronger. And we play fair. We want to be there, um, you know, for kids, for our fans. Um uh, and they include adults as well. And we want to make sure that we stand out in a way that attracts, you know, again, with relevance, with meaning, with engagement, with immersiveness, that attracts people.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.
0: You've done intentional brand collaborations as well. Talk a little bit about those. I'm thinking of McDonald's, Target. Why and how do you choose the brands that you uh, collaborate with? Now, it has to, it it starts again with understanding
2: our consumers and what's really important and relevant for them. So, you know, we're always looking at what are the passion points for children? What are the passion points for adults? What are the passions of families? We know what's kind of coming in, in the world in terms of, like, great IPs. So sometimes, so, so some collaborations are born out of that, and we also always look at what can we bring to it that's going to be unique because there's a lot of stuff out there that's really amazing, but if we can bring a unique experience, you know, a unique Lego experience, then what's the role that we play? We don't want to just slap ourselves on, you know, onto something. So there's definitely, you know, really great partnerships that have been, you know, evolving. The other big big part of collaborations is also working with artists or working with influencers and, you know, representatives of different culture different cultural moments, which really help us to reach new audiences and advance some of the ideas that we want to stand for in a
0: really meaningful way. So let's talk a little bit more about that, because, I mean, the two hot topics, obviously, of this can, but of the past year, Um, and even previous were, you know, creators and AI, and we're hearing so much about those um, continually and how brands are, um, you know, working with those new capabilities and access. Um, How are you thinking about, let's start with creators and then we can talk about AI. Creators are part of our community, right? I mean, they,
2: (laughs) creators uh, there, there are so many, well, firstly, we believe that everybody is a creator, and secondly, we have many creators that are just Lego fans, yeah. but we open ourselves up to, you know, to to be o- an open campus, canvas for creativity, like Ai Weiwei currently has an exhibition in London, he designed, um, uh, or he Uh, he he, uh, did a representation of Monet's Water Lilies with 650,000 Lego bricks, but he's done other things as well with Lego bricks before. And and that's that's a really great, you know, showcase, right, for that sort of, for his creativity. Uh, But we're also deliberate in collaborating with creators to promote certain perspectives. Like, for example, we work with a black artist, and Echo, he, he builds with black Lego bricks because he wants to promote black brilliance. And that's a, a great way for us to collaborate and we really support him. We just launched a campaign for Rolling, uh, in Rolling Stone with Samira Wiley. She did a campaign on um, Pride um, and she did a Lego brick canvas uh, called Pieces of Me to represent the way she looks at herself and her world and open it up to the, you know, to the community. So I think these are good examples of where we are collaborating with creators there's another uh, element to it, I mentioned um, Lego Dreams, you know, we collaborated with writers in Hollywood, Um, there's a lot of crowdsourcing that was done. We also have Lego Ideas, which are products that are actually designed by the community and Mm -hmm. voted on. So there's a lot of different ways in which we collaborate with creators, from crowdsourcing to community engagement to, you know, obviously doing, um, you know, great things together.
0: And the AI piece, generative AI, it's, it's like you, you can't know, have a I, panel right here without... I think, again,
2: um, AI is going to give us a lot of capabilities. We're already using AI in many different ways. So before we even jump to generative AI, we should also acknowledge yeah. the fact that AI is already playing a big role, um, in, partly in the tools that we have for product design, the tools that we use for our own consumer and shop engagement, our consumer services team. Um, etc. So there's just so many different ways in which we can, you know, generative AI is going to help. I think it's going to give us even more tools to create things. It's not going to take away from the need for human creativity. And actually, I asked designers and creatives in my organization, people who create campaigns, do you think AI, generative AI is going to take away your job? They said, no, it's going to help me to be even more creative because I'm going to have something to build on. So we have to remember it's iterative. It's never going to replace human creativity. So for for us, it's actually a, a great opportunity. Yeah,
0: you have, um, and against the backdrop of what you just said, <clears throat> I'm going to turn a common saying on its ear. Um, the more things stay the same, the more things change. So I flip that, meaning, whenever we come back here to CAN, whenever we continue to have conversations among marketing leaders, uh, you know, there's always there's always the hot topic of du jour, but then there's this, against the backdrop or underpinnings of the same continual challenges and opportunities that marketers face. You have a concept of, of relearning and unlearning. Can you talk a little bit about that and what your best advice would be to marketing leaders as they approach the continual change in the industry? Um, yes. I mean, I, <laughs> and I'm going to lay,
2: Link this to to the why we talk so much about the fact that the Lego experience and building with the Lego bricks, you know, really builds your creativity, your creative resilience, collaboration, but also builds self-esteem because you accomplish something. So number one, you have to have patience to stay with it, right? Number two, you've got to try things and you've got to be able to fail. And trust me, I build a lot with Lego bricks, and I always make mistakes, and I always have to come back and troubleshoot. And that, to me, is the relearning and the unlearning bit, because we are not going to know all the answers. We have to be open to learning and actually also acknowledging that maybe somewhere we are not right, and we've made a mistake, or we have to do things differently. Um, I do think that patience and resilience is really important. I think this community here, maybe when we're in Cannes, we jump too fast to the... You know, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, the menu of the day. Last last year, it was two years ago. It was the DNI, you know, sustainability. Then it was the metaverse. Then it, then it's generative AI. But have we really accomplished our goals on sustainability? Have we accomplished our DNI goals? When you have communities around the world going backwards, you know, uh, have you done anything meaningful with the metaverse? It's not even here yet. So my view is that you have to be able to manage these priorities, right? Like you gotta stay the course with the things that you've committed to, uh, but leverage the new innovation that comes in in order to con- continuously enhance and, and accelerate the journey. And I think the same about uh, generative AI. I think we need to be completely open to it, understand what the tools are, play and experiment with them. They're not all gonna work exactly in the way that you know, we think today. But we've got to stay the course on the big things that we said we want to accomplish as society, um, you know, not just as marketers.
0: Such sage words of advice, um, obviously from one of the greatest and in, in obviously what you've achieved, um, Julia. Where do you go from here? What are you most excited about as you look to the future, certainly for your company? Um, but what gets you excited? And also do you feel um, it's going to challenge you the most? Um, <laughs> so... I am
2: super excited every day about the things that are coming in the future because the things that are coming in the future are going to be more challenging, um, more exciting, uh, more innovative than what we've ever done before. So right now I'm already looking at our innovation pipeline for 25 for 26, for 27, I'm also thinking about what's going to come next from a brand perspective, from a content perspective. So there's a lot of stuff that my team is working on that I think is going to be super excited, exciting. I'm very excited about the future of the metaverse. I think there's a lot of work to be done. Um, so so there's plenty that I'm passionate about, um, and and you know there's also things that. I feel I still have an opportunity to work on to make sure that there is a, you know, that that I leave the right legacy, you know, such as inclusivity, uh, such as promoting play for girls, um, you know, such as uh, driving the sustainability agenda together with my colleagues and together with other companies. So I think on that front, there's plenty out there. And what's going to keep me the most challenged? I think leadership is the most challenging part of any big job like this, because being able to work with different teams, being able to bring diversity and inclusivity in the organization, helping people to thrive, developing people, I think that's always the, you know, the, the, the biggest human challenge.
0: I just have to say, I have two kids. They both played incessantly with with Legos growing up. Um, they're teens now. But literally this week, and I just told Stephen this, my son's at an aerospace engineering camp at Johns Hopkins. And I, if I tell you, um, I think a lot of the time he spent with his Legos um, fed into his passion for <laughs> aerospace engineering, at least as it stands today, I would not be lying. So um, there's a there there, you know, and I think it enables kids and adults, as you said, to really explore what they're passionate about and sort of the inner human interaction with, with the making process is, is undeniable, so. Thank you. Congratulations Good. again Thank to you, you on much. the honor. It's been a pleasure to have you here, Julia, Thank as you. always. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Marketing Vanguard, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Jordan Pretano, executive produced by Al Manarino and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGibney at Batwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening.